0: Day on Transforming Lives. The Spirit of
1: God will come upon the the priest, he will come upon the the, the, the prophet, he will come upon the, 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 the leader, he will come upon several different people, but it will always be upon, and he was not there to stay. He was not there to dwell.
0: Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: Amen, amen, praise God, hallelujah. Amen, open your Bible please to Psalm 51. Hallelujah. Psalm 51. Uh, we want to read from verses 1 to 17. So let's stand and read together. Psalm 51. Hallelujah. Amen. At the count of two, we'll all read together. 1, 2. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgression, Wash me throughout from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is always before me Against you you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hips, and I shall be clean. Watch me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and hold me in, the gen- in your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressions, transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing loud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not, do not des- desire sacrifice, or else I will give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. We bless you, Lord, because you are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, bless us, minister life unto us, open our eyes, open our understanding, quicken our hearts. We give you all the glory, all the honor. We thank you, Lord, that you by your spirit spirit will quicken us and minister unto us we pray for uh, wisdom and revelation we pray for hearts to believe minds to understand and wills to obey in jesus name amen amen praise god hallelujah we are continuing our series on communion the communion of the holy spirit um the last time when we started our series we taught on the first principle of the works of this holy spirit and that is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. We share with you full purposes of the Holy Spirit. We told you that the Holy Spirit magnifies and glorifies Jesus. We also told you that the Holy Spirit revealed the Word of God. Um, that's from Genesis to Revelation. The Holy Spirit is the author of the, the Scripture and He reveals God in His Word. We told you also that the Holy Spirit anointed um, um, Old Testament sins, and he's still anointing and even as we uh, um, as have a covenant with God, Jesus has already promised that the Holy Spirit and when he came on the day of Pentecost, this is his dispensation he's here right now, and then last and, but not the least, we too gave you an example of Moses how the Holy Spirit used Moses and pull out this his spirit. God pour out the spirit that was on Moses on the elders to be able to do the work. And we told you the importance of having the one, the same spirit and flowing together. Amen. Amen. Today we want to teach on the second principle of the works of the Holy Spirit, and that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. So the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we want to share with you four reasons, reasons for the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, these are not exhausted, but we will we, we begin with this. And as we go through the series, we'll share with you some other reasons for the power of the Holy Spirit. But we want to just begin with this. And reason number one, the whole, the power of the Holy Spirit brings victory. Every time you see the Spirit of God in and working, there is victory. Amen. And so we need to understand that and we need to be able to tap and, and cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit because we will live victoriously if we understand that. Secondly, the Holy Spirit brings deliverance. Anytime the Holy Spirit is there, if there is any bondage, anything that is hindering, the Holy Spirit takes it out. I Jesus. Mean, the Bible tells us in in uh, um, Acts 10, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed. So if there's any kind of oppression, when the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit is there, there's deliverance. Um, Amen. The third thing that we see about the power of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit anoints for specific tasks. There are specific things that God wants to accomplish, and He anoints us. Um, Amen. The fourth reason that we'll be talking about and is the, the Holy Spirit enables us to live a holy life, to be a witness. Um, Amen. To be an example. Amen. And we look at this. this, this that's the, the whole text of this scripture how God used, the, the Spirit of God used David. Right. And, and the Bible tells us that God called David a man after my own heart. Amen. So I, w- I want to, 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 to give some practical examples to show you how the Holy Spirit will bring victory in our lives and how He does it. I will show you how the Holy Spirit brings deliverance and how he does it and and and, and as we uh, share on these things we'll show you how things that we need to avoid in order for us not to um, get into the situation where we are uh, uh, hindering the, the power of God in our lives so let's look at our first example and we'll talk about the victory go to Judges chapter 6 um, Amen. in Judges chapter 6 the Bible gives us an example of the man Gideon Amen. We, um, I'll give you a background of, of Gideon. But we see in um, Judges chapter 6, when you read from verse 1, we see that the Bible tells us that the children of Israel were in bondage. They were oscillating in their commitment to God. They would serve God. They would disobey God. And God would use the, 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 the nations around to, to discipline them. And um, the Bible tells us that they, the children of Israel, they were... Um, the Mennonites were the ones that were ruling at the time who were punishing the children of Israel as they cried out to God. And what the Mennonites were doing, they would come, I mean, they would wait until harvest season. Um, Amen. In, in, in our day, it, it will be like the devil It waits until payday. When you receive your salary, then that's when he comes in and brings devastation. And the Bible says what, what the Mennonites would do is that they will wait but they harvest a season and they will raid the land and they will carry all the harvest. So the, the children of Israel will plant their harvest, they will plant their fields and right at harvest time, that's when the enemy comes and he steals. Amen, and it was devastating. And this was the time that Gideon was in and this was the time that God used this man Gideon to bring about a mighty victory for the children of Israel. Amen. Now, let's pick up from verse 11. The Bible tells us in, in, in uh, uh, um, Judges chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the tambourine tree, which was in Opa, which belonged to Johaz, the Abi, Abi-Ax, Abirax, while his son Gideon thresh wheat, in the wine press, in order to hide it from the Mennonites. Now, I want you to. I, on Sunday, when I, when we, when we taught, we told you that whenever you see the angel of the Lord in the Scripture, it is the pre-incarnate Christ, right? And so, the Bible is telling us here that the angel of the Lord um, was dead and He, Gideon, was threshing wheat. But he was threshing wheat in the wine press. Now you don't thresh wheat in the wine press. The wine press is where you make wine. You tread, uh, uh, squeeze the grapes. But right? that's where he was hiding in the cave to thresh his wheat. So it, it shows first and foremost that this man had. You uh, are uh, uh, um, being resourceful. You are trying to make sure that the the the, the, the Midianites do, do not steal. His wheat, for for him to prepare for his family, and the Bible says that God came to him during that time. And when God appeared to him, the angel of the Lord said unto him, "You mighty man of valor, say say to your neighbor, say mighty man or woman. Or I me, mean if you say mighty man or woman of valor, say to say to them, Amen. I say say to your neighbors." Say you mighty woman, a mighty man of valor. Wow. Amen. Now, let me let me let me let me let you know. When the angel of the Lord, when Jesus was saying that to Gideon, Gideon did not even believe it. He didn't even see himself as a mighty man of valor. Because when you read the story, Gideon said to, to, to the angel of the Lord, he said, I'm the least in my father's house, my father, my my father's house. My father is the least in his client, and the client is the least in in, in the tribe. So in, in Gideon's mind, he was no mighty man of valor. But that's what makes God good. That's what makes the power of God great. That because God can take the weak things or the seemingly insignificant things to do mighty things. Amen? And so if you think about yourself as being or nobody, you think about yourself as being insignificant, you are a right candidate for God. Now, you you need to understand, and we will have time to teach on that later on, because you need to know who you are in Christ, so that you don't think of yourself as being insignificant, because you are a child of God. But if you just have that kind of thought, then you are a right candidate. Amen? But the Bible tells us that when when, he, when the angel of the Lord came to Gideon and he said that to him, Gideon began to complain. He said, well, if I'm a mighty man of valor, then why are we experiencing all of these things? Where are the miracles that God talks about? Where are the miracles that our forefather talks about? What is happening all Why are we in bondage? Why are we going um, going through all of these things? Why are the Midianites uh, um, um, tormenting us? Why are they coming and raiding our land doing this? And this is what God said. God said, Go in this your might. You see, God came to Gideon because Gideon was yearning for God's miracle. Gideon was yearning for God to do something. God will always come to us based on our heart cry to him. God will always come to us based on what he has purposed and seen in our lives in order to use us. Now, when God did that to Gideon, Gideon did not even understand all of it. And the story about Gideon uh, um, is very interesting because the Bible tells us that it came to pass that God said to Gideon, um, take a young bull because Gideon's father was the priest of Baal. Take a young bull, destroy the altar that your priest has set up to build, cut down the Asherah poles and build the altar of the Lord and sacrifice the bowls on the altar what well, God told him that Gideon was afraid, so he brought some people but he did it in the night and when he did it in the night the Bible says the next day they saw the altar that was built to the Lord and the people wanted to kill Gideon and then the father said let his Baal is God let Baal fight for himself amen so he did that to save his son but the Bible tells us in verse 34 Um, Judges chapter 6 verse 34 The Bible says But the spirit of the Lord Came upon Gideon Say the spirit of the Lord Say the spirit of the Lord The distinguishing factor In Gideon's life Was the power of the Holy Spirit Upon his life Say hallelujah I pray that you were, you were yearning for the power of the Spirit of God on your life. You see, in the Old Testament, there diff- there's a difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. the Old Testament, the, um, the Spirit of God would come upon the, the priest. He would come upon the, 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 the prophet. He would come upon the, 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 the leader. He would come upon several different people, but it would always be upon, and he was not there to stay. He was not there to dwell consistently. You were come upon before a particular reason. And when that reason or that, that particular tax is done, the Spirit of God can live. Amen. But also, during that time, the sin problem was stayed there. There was no uh, um, taking away of sin because every year the children of Israel had to sacrifice for their sins. So the Spirit of God could not live within. The, 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 the Old Testament sin, it could only come upon. But when Jesus came and died on the cross for us, Jesus took away the sin problem. The Bible says in uh, Ezekiel, God said, I will give a new heart. So God took away our sinful heart and He gave us a new heart. And because we have a new heart, Jesus paid the price for our sin. There is no sin problem. In our life, that's why Jesus can say now that when the Holy Spirit comes, He will not only come upon, but He will come upon and be within. Amen. And so now we can have the power of the Holy Spirit upon our lives, but we can also carry the indwelling presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. In us. Amen. And so we, the Holy Spirit comes now, and if you are born again, believer, and you, you have that inheritance, that's your covenant right to have the Spirit of God dwelling within you. Gideon had the Spirit of God upon him, but we can claim the presence and the power of God upon us and in us. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say hallelujah. The Bible says the Spirit of God came upon Gideon, and Gideon blew the trumpet. And when he blew the trumpet, the people of Israel came together, and there were uh, uh, um, 32,000 men of war that came to go against the Midianites, who were 135,000 men of war that were going to fight. So you see the odds there, 135,000 men to 35,000, there was a 4 to 1 ratio. Amen? Uh, um, And the Bible tells us that God said to Gideon, the people are too much. So the people are too much. Now, I don't know about you, but (laughs) if you have a 4 to 1 ratio, the odds are against you 4 to 1, and then God comes back to you and says, you have too many people? You try to figure out why God is saying that, right? Amen, because, but God said the people are too much, and this is God's plan. God said the people are too much because if I deliver Israel with these people, they will think that it was by their own hand that they have done this. Amen, so God said to Gideon, tell the people, all those who are afraid should go home. Say, all those who are afraid. All those who are afraid, all those who are timid, tell them to go home. Proclaim to them, if you are afraid, go home. The Bible says Gideon made the announcement, and guess what? 22,000 people left home, went home. 22,000 men were afraid. They were going to war, but they were afraid. Now, if you go into war, you should just as well go to fight, not go to be afraid. Amen. So, God, what God was saying is, get rid of the people who are fearful. Amen. So, there was left with ten thousand. Say ten thousand. So the ratio was four to one, right? The odds. Now it was ten thousand, so it was thirteen point five to one. So the odds were still alive. And God said to Gideon again. The people are still too much. Say still too much. Now that's, that's very, very, very interesting now. I mean 10,000 at least. You would, want, you would think that at least the odds are, 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 is, is high, but at least. But if God said the people are still too much, and then he said to Gideon, I will sift them, take them to the river and tell them to drink. And I will tell you how many who will go with you to fight the war. And the Bible says that Gideon took them to the river to drink. And the Bible says 300 of them lapped the water and drank it with their hands. And 9,700 of them fell on their faces and put their head in the water to drink. Now if you are fighting a war and your head in the water... You will not see the enemy coming. Amen. And God told him, everyone who drank, put their head in the water, send them home. So they were left with 300 persons. Now you do the math. The odds were very, 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 thousand. That's a lot. Amen. Just just a, a simple way to look at it, just think, for every thousand, that's 3,300. So the odds were very, very, very bad. Right? But the Bible tells us that God told Gideon, with these 300, I will deliver Israel. Now, it is very interesting. Read the story of Gideon. The Bible says that even after God told him he would deliver the children of Israel with him, Gideon was still afraid. In Gideon, if you read the story of Gideon, Gideon put fleece in front of God so many times. He said, God, if you would do it, do this. If you would do it, do this. Now, as a child of God, we are not supposed to put fleeces before God. That's not faith. Amen. In the Old Testament, there are many of the believers that put fleeces before God. But as in the New Testament, we're not supposed to put fleece. And what is a fleece? A fleece is saying to God, God, I don't trust you. But if you were ready, to do this, do this, and then I will know that you would do it. So you're saying you're trying to prove God. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And what Gideon was trying to do was to prove to God. That God was going to do what He said. God already said He were going to do it, but you are trying to prove it. And so God said to Gideon, "Go and take and you know fight." But Gideon was afraid. He had the three hundred people and uh, men. He had talked to them, but he was still afraid. And so God said to him in in uh, uh, um, uh, um, chapter seven. God said, if you are stay afraid, go to the camp of the Midianites and listen to what they are saying. Say listen to what they are saying. So Gideon and his servant went to the camp. And as they came to the camp, right before the, the changing of shift, they overheard another man, uh, one of the soldiers, talking to his friend. And telling his friend, I had a dream last night, and in my dream, there was like a ball that came and it came towards the tent and it hit the tent, and the tent fell out, fell down, and it, it, it began to 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 uh, 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 throw the other tents down. And then the friend interpreted the dream as saying, "Oh, that is nothing else than the sword of Gideon." So Gideon, who was afraid now, went to the camp and he listened to what the enemies were saying about him. Oh, God gives victory. The power of the Holy Spirit brings victory. The Bible says when Gideon heard that, he went back to his camp and he told the people, the 300 men, he said, he divided them into three components and he said to them, listen to me. And do what I do thank you for spending this time with us we do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life the Bible says whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved friends if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior please pray this prayer after me say Lord Jesus I am a sinner forgive me of my sins I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
0: Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship. Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible study and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church Virginia and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com.